Chapter twenty seven of From the Easy Chair, Volume two. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. From the Easy Chair, Volume two, by George William Curtis. Chapter twenty seven. Easy does it, Governor. Dickens's rogue writerhood, who says, Easy does it, Governor, was a very practical man but there is no motto which is more susceptible of perversion. Mr. Seward said the same thing in his last great speech. I early learned from Jefferson that in politics we must do what we can, not what we would. It is not only plausible, but it is true. Yet its truth can be most readily abused to defeat everything for which it is urged. I weep for you, the walrus said. I deeply sympathize with tears and sobs he sorted out those of the largest size holding his pocket handkerchief before his streaming eyes it was necessary that the walrus should eat and it was very sad that the oysters should satisfy the necessity but it is obvious that wicked walruses who have no intention whatever of not eating oysters would sob aloud with heart-rending vehemence as proof of a virtue which they do not possess the foes of progress are always anxious that its friends should go easily. Easy does it, Governor. But meanwhile they are anything but easy in obstructing. In the race the sly gentleman who bets on Tom whispers confidentially to the jockey who rides Jerry that he had better go easy. The friends of the saloon hope that the true friends of temperance are aware that the only way of success is to avoid fanaticism. But they omit to hide their bodies as well as their heads for they are unsparing fanatics on their own behalf. When Gustavus, in deference to his dear Griselda, promised to begin to reform the baleful habit of smoking, his Griselda was jocund as the dawn, but at the end of a week she did not observe that there were fewer cigars consumed, and she pleasantly asked him if the good resolution had escaped his memory. By no means, he answered. Quite the contrary. But you remember what Rogue Riderhood said. Easy does it, Governor we must move warily upon the entrenched enemy, dearest Grizzle. Remember that Rome was not built in a day. Griselda remembered faithfully, but still the cigars continued, and upon a further gentle remonstrance Gustavus rejoined, Certainly, but we must be reasonable. There are many steps, my dear Griselda. In siege operations the great masters of war approach by parallels, after making ample and thorough preparation. That is what I am doing. I am beginning to prepare to begin. Easy does it, you know. Don't forget Rome. Still Gustavus smoked, and still Griselda waited, and at the end of six months she asked with a smile how far he had advanced in abandoning the habit of smoking. Dear Grizzle, he answered, you remember the weeds that sprang up and soon withered because they had no depth of soil? I wish my reform of this naughty habit to be well-rooted, that it may long endure. None of your spasmodic virtue your superficial goodness for me. Great reforms, even in personal habits, my dear Mrs. Gustavus, cannot be accomplished in a day. Even Rome was not built in that time. I am working for great results to which all my tastes and habits must conform. I must lay the foundations broad and deep. Easy does it, my rosebud. Gustavus continues to smoke, and Easy continues to do it. 
but there is another saying quite as wise as that of rogue riderhood which exhorts him who puts his hand to the plough not to look back the trouble with riderhood's apothegm is that it supplies an endless excuse for not doing it if the habit is too strong and will not budge you can soothe your conscience and make the most plausible of pleas by insisting that human nature and long custom and uniform tradition and the honest doubt whether smoking is after all injurious must all be carefully considered that is what dickens also calls the great art of how not to do it my son if you wish a thing done do it yourself if not send said the wise father and the pioneers the men without whose one idea and uncompromising energy and conciliation nothing would be accomplished say with sumner there is but one side and with cato delinda as carthago it is true that everything cannot be done at once but something must be done all the time and you will observe that it is not when the work is advancing but when it stops or goes backwards that we hear the familiar wisdom of the rogue that easy does it that is what makes it a suspicious saying what are you doing sir thundered the master to the boy nothing sir replied the frightened pupil just as i thought sir don't you know that your business is to do something when a man says easy does it he may be doing all that he can but the immense probability the almost absolute certainty is that he is doing nothing or like the amiable gustavus he is beginning to prepare to begin end of chapter twenty seven recording by philip gould